go, yes, we rotate. 360 degrees, high, high, 360 degrees, high, high, 306, 306, 360 degrees, high, high. Welcome to Full Circle, a show produced, hosted, and engineered by apprentices from the KPFA Apprenticeship Program. All across America and throughout the world, the inauguration of President Trump has ignited an unprecedented activism against sexism, racism, classism, and xenophobia. And it is evident as as it is evident in the events that have taken place since his election. The Women's March that took place the day after the president's inauguration was a good example of this activism. Tonight on Full Circle, you will hear from Berkeley High School students who took to the streets to demonstrate against Trump's inauguration. Also, some of the many voices of resistance of the Women's March in Oakland and protests from SFO. Then we will speak to representatives from the community groups who are actively organizing their communities to resist tyranny and mobilize them into action. That's tonight on Full Circle. We're your host, I'm Sylvia Torres. And I am Dennis the Menace Roos. Stay with us. Again, welcome to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1. Tonight, we'll take a look at some of the events that have taken place since the inauguration of President Trump and the response of the people and community organizations to these events. What happens when leaders do not take into account the needs of the people they are supposed to represent? What happens when they use so-called alternative facts to deceive and mislead? I'll tell you what happens. People organize, people unite, and they get involved. They educate themselves, and they fight back. That is exactly what's happening around the world and even around the corner after Donald Trump's election and inauguration. In response, people have taken to the streets to demonstrate their disagreement and dissatisfaction with the new administration and its policies. We start in Berkeley with our own audio desperado, Efrain Kolber as he spoke to some Berkeley High School students who marched against Trump's inauguration. This is Audio Desperado reporting for Full Circle on 94.1 FM, KPFA. The day of Trump's inauguration, hundreds of Berkeley High School students marched in protest. I caught up with two students as they marched on the streets of Berkeley. So why is it important for you to be out here today? You know, using our voice, and especially in a city like Berkeley, a state like California, being able to show people that we're not going to put up for anything less than what we deserve, especially people of color. So we're going to be the ones that are majority affected. So just out here protesting, you know, because we're not, we're not satisfied with the, the statements he's made and the, the stuff he's saying he's going to do. So 
we're going we gonna to push back. We're not just going to fall over and let him do whatever he wants to do. So we're, we're protesting at this. Uh, do you want to add anything? And this, like, protest is not directed towards Trump. It's directed towards the people. It's directed to get them to wake up, to get them to realize that we've been living in this system for so long, and it's been the same way. And Trump, now that Trump has became president, it just opened up people's eyes to the racism that has been in America for years. The racism that they said was gone. The racism that they said was gone. It's still here. It's been here. It hasn't gone away. The march ended at a rally on UC Berkeley campus where students spoke on stage. My name is Angelo. I'm a senior at Berkeley High School. Uh, I helped... Hey, shout out Jackets. Um, uh, thank you all for coming here. Um, I'd like to start off with a quote that has always been very sentimental to me from Martin Luther King. It's a very famous one. It's, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. But what I'm trying to say really is what I took from this quote is that I do not hate someone for having a different view than myself. I do not hate you for what you look like, for who you affiliate yourself with, or for who you are as a person because that is all predetermined by yourself. You are who you want to be and I love all of you regardless of your skin color. You are all an ally and you give me strength. Without you, I could not move on but seeing this today moves me in ways that I could never say with words. Thank you all so much. Now I want to talk about what it means to be an ally. When you see someone who's being talked to in a way that they do not want to be talked to, don't film it. Shut that other person down. They do not deserve to be treated like that. And the other person deserves what they get coming to them. I believe in us as a people that if we don't stop fighting, a Trump administration can never shut us down. As a person with family members who are immigrants and undocumented, I won't stop fighting for their sake, even if they don't think that this is a good idea, because this matters more to me than anything else. Not going to school, everybody being here is a statement that we will not stand for institutionalized racism, sexism, xenophobia, and a whole other slew of, excuse me. It means that we will not stand for hate in our society. Because everybody matters, regardless of who you are, your life matters, and when somebody tells you you do not matter, know that everybody here is an ally with you and loves you and believes that you are an important person. Thank you very much. will face the possibility of registering themselves to the government. Today might be the day where mosques will be attacked and women will have their hijabs ripped off by those who think today is a day of victory. Today my brothers will try changing their names to avoid the increase of airport security. Today I feel ashamed to be an American. 
Today I wonder how did I let him win? Why did they vote for him? How did this happen? Today the word how does not leave my tongue, it stays in my head and how. Yet yeah, this was not me, this was not in my plan, this was not what senior year was going to bring to me, yet here it is. Today, I will not be silenced by hate, I will not steep low and call others names, I will not be brought down. Today, the day where I will make my voice heard, I will chant and demand for equal protection under the law. I will march and cry and spread as much love as my soul can hold today and the day after today and the week after today and the next four years after today I will keep fighting for my rights and I will keep fighting for yours thank you and now of course the welfare system has been disestablished this is Audio Desperado, reporting from the streets of Berkeley for Full Circle on KPFA. And if they have children, how are they going to pay for child care? in order to guarantee the conditions which will allow them to work. Welcome back. If you just tune in, we've been listening to a collection of audio gathered during the day of Trump's inauguration that featured the voices of Berkeley High School students who walk out of school in protest of the newly elected president. Thank you for sharing Audio Desperado. Well, the day after the, inaugura after the inauguration of President Trump, Thousands of women and their supporters marched and rallied around the nation and around the world. Next, we will listen to some of the many voices of resistance from the participants of the Women's March in Oakland, California. My co-host, Sylvia Torres, was there and brings us this. Can you tell me your name and what brings you here? Bridget. Um, actually, I'm pretty scary about the government and I'm very, very staunch reporter of women productions rights. That matches to me the most. And another part, of course, the class issue. I do not believe that this government will actually protect workers' rights and the new government is going to dismantle a lot of protections rights uh, regarding the environment and global warming hasn't mentioned once. My name is Caddy Reyes and we're here to be part of this uh, amazing movement of people who know what's right and we're gonna defend our rights you know we are here to tell the whole world that we're ready not to uh, take the crap. Uh, we're out here to defend uh, immigrant rights, uh, which are clearly going to be under attack under the Trump administration. We're here to give a very clear message that we will defend immigrant rights to the very end, fight back against every kind of policy that he tries to pass to limit the rights of immigrants, to deport people, to separate families, um, and to repeal DACA. We will fight him till the end. And your name? 
Genevieve Negro Gonzalez. Because of my sons, my grandkids, because the ramifications of this new president, I don't even really want to call him that, but uh, because of that and the, the people he's bringing in that are totally unqualified, we're multicultural, we're multisexual, we run the gamut in my family and this is going to affect them and beyond now, depending on whether he stays in or not, which I'm praying to God he doesn't, I had to come out. I've never been political. I have never, ever been political, but this has galvanized me in a way that I never thought I would be, and so I had to come out. So I have my, a woman's place is in the resistance. Resistance is not futile. Okay, so that's it. Represent Oakland. Yes. And your name? I'm Rita Garza. If you can send a message to President Trump that he will listen, what message will you send Trump? Resign and take Pence with you. He needs to listen to the people. He needs to know that the majority of the people do not agree with his agenda and he needs to to listen to and, and respect the basic rights that we've fought for for so long in this country. Be a patriot. Somos mujeres latinas y no nos vamos a dejar de un hombre <laughs> que no sabe valorar los valores no solamente de las mujeres sino que también de todos los humanos. Greetings and welcome back to Full Circle here at KPFA 94.1 in Berkeley. We have been listening to some of the voices of resistance from the Women's March in Oakland, California. This was part of a national and global day of resistance to the inauguration of President Trump. And we just listened to a portion of the voices that I recorded that day. To hear the entire piece, please visit our website at kpfaapprentice.org. It will be titled Voices of Resistance. First, they came for the Jews and the LGBT. Since I was neither, I did not stand with them. Then they came for the Muslims and immigrants and women's rights. Since I was none of those, I did not stand with them. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to stand with me. Let us not fall into that trap. Let's stick together, organize in order to rise. Yes, Dennis, that's exactly what is happening nowadays. People are organizing to fight the fascist social tendencies that are sweeping across America and perhaps about the world because it's all over. Women, men, Families, black, white, immigrants, Muslim, Latino, you name it. They were all at the Women's March in Oakland, and they were willing to share the voices of dissent and resistance. Wonderful. In our next segment, we will listen to our very own Sylvia Torres as she speaks to Rwanda from African Women Charity Organization and Vanessa Moses from Kausa Husta, Just Cause. Today, I'm in the studio in conversation with two extraordinary human beings, feminist, activist, 
and Defenders of Human Rights for All. Could you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us about the organization you work with? Oh, hi, my name is Rwanda Salim, and I'm with the African Women's Charity Organization. We're building women's and youth movements throughout uh, Africa that are connecting with women's and youth movements throughout the United States and all the rest of the world. Uh, we've been building these movements since the year 2000, and we see the uh, present time as an uh, ideal opportunity for us to intensify the struggle. And what we mean by that is that when so many women came out on Saturday, January the 21st, this last Saturday, it was just so wonderful to see uh, women because uh, when you're building a women's movement, you know that when women are involved in the struggle, that's when we're going to have progress. My name is Vanessa Moses, and I work with Causa Justa Just Cause. We organize Black and Latino folks in Oakland and San Francisco. We organize housing rights, immigration rights, and housing justice. The organization is actually the product of a couple of mergers of organizations that have been doing that work in Oakland and San Francisco. And some of the contributions that we see ourselves as making to the movement that we need to do just what Rwanda was talking about are building black and brown unity, developing the leadership of black and brown tenants and working class homeowners. We have some rights-based services that we do at our organization, as well as policy campaign work and civic engagement. And all of these efforts are toward building the movement that's going to transform society, right? We know that as a single organization, hopefully we can make some contributions, but it's going to take a whole lot more of us. And as Rwanda was describing, seeing things like Saturday definitely provides some hope that we can bring enough of us together to be able to do that. What is the reaction to the latest executive orders like to build the wall, to not federally fund cities that are sanctuaries. What is in the plan for Duskust, Causa Justa? Well, first on the reaction question, I think the the fear and rage and mourning is still a real kind of emotional experience for all of us. The opportunity we have to take that kind of strong emotional energy and direct it toward the movement building and the campaign work that we need to do, I think is really ripe. For Causa Justa, there's kind of a couple of things that feel particularly important in this moment that are helping to inform the the strategies that we are kind of developing and, and trying to move out. One key piece of that is the importance of building a broad united front and of solidarity. Now is not the time to only talk to the people that already think like us. The millions of people that we saw on Saturday, they don't all think like us, y'all. <laughs> um, and, and, we, and we know this, and now is the opportunity to put our organizer hats on, right, and figure out how to bring those people into the movement so that we can have the power necessary to really contend with the enemy that is coming directly at us right now. It's really important for those of us on the left, those of us who identify as progressives, to have a really clear understanding of the balance of forces. What is the position that we have in this moment? I think it's right on the amount of power that the far right is able to wield as they dominate the White House and both sides of Congress. It is a unique and kind of horrifying prospect. I think it is real that we are, metaphorically speaking, outgunned but we are absolutely not outnumbered, right? Which is why the organizing that we do is so critical in this moment. And if anything, one of the, you know, quote unquote gifts that we get from the, um, the new administration and the relentless kind of attacks on our community, 
they are not leaving anybody out. <laughs> you know, they're coming after all of us on all the different levels. So building coalitions, united fronts, the kind of vehicles for us to practice the solidarity necessary so that our, our collective power is what we are, we are using to come up against that. And there's one example that we're a part of and excited about. It's the Bay Area Resistance. It's a new entity. It's a rapid response network. And there are about, I think, just under 40 organizations from a variety of different sectors, communities, organized labor. There's folks doing work around health care, around environmental justice, around gender justice, around immigrant rights, around housing rights. And we are coming together to do a couple of things. One is to, to build with each other and to create that united front that we need and to do this kind of centering the communities that are under direct attack right now. So there are folks organizing in Muslim communities, again, um, immigrant communities, and coming together to, to be able to mobilize in defense of our people. People can get email alerts and text alerts to respond rapidly, right, to the, the different threats that are coming. And if the rapid response network is something you want to connect to, which I strongly encourage everybody to do, um, you can go to the website bayresistance.org and there you can sign up for email updates or text it updates or both. Or if just text is more convenient, you can text 41411, text resist to that number and you'll be added into the rapid response network. And we were able to test it, actually, after the um, announcements on Wednesday about the defunding related to sanctuary cities, the wall, etc. And it was the first time we sent texts out to folks. Since Inauguration Day, we have gotten about 3,000 people signed up. And within an hour of our first text about a press conference that we was called in San Francisco in response to the press conference from the administration, we got 200 people to turn out in an hour. It was beautiful. With all the technology that we have now, the ability to mobilize masses in mm -hmm. just hours, in just days, is incredible. Media has become a very crucial element to unify people. And Can you guys provide your contact information in case there's anybody in the audience that would like to join your group or are interested in receiving information? Yes. Our organization, again, is called the African Women's Charity Organization. And um, outside of Africa, inside of Africa, we're called Women for the Unification of Africa. And if you want to be in contact with us, you can contact us through email, which is for African women at att.net. That's the letters, uh, the words F O R A F R I C A N W O M E N at att.net. And our website is African Women's Charity.org. You can reach us uh, either way or you can call us at 415-789-7360. We are looking forward to you getting in the struggle. We need each and every person to get involved in some organization that is working for the people. If you can't find an organization that's working for the people, you can start an organization that's working for the people. We're looking forward to you because every single person involved is going to push us forward to victory. And victory is what we're going to have. Thank you. And what about you, Vanessa? 
Um, you can you can follow Casa Justa on Twitter, Casa uh, Justa One, the number one. Um, you can also find more information and get involved through our website at cjjc.org. Well, thank you. And before we say goodbye, uh, will you guys have anything else that you have not said and that you will love people to know? Well, one question that you had asked earlier about the fear that people are facing and like, how are we yeah. navigating that? How are we supporting mm -hmm. each other in that? I want to echo some of what Rwanda was saying in terms of organizing is the response to that, right? The agenda that's coming at us represents the interests of the 1%. It's leveraging patriarchy, xenophobia, white supremacy, etc. on behalf of the interests of the 1%. Um, and it makes a lot of sense for us to be terrified with the power that is behind that right now. But being organized and being in solidarity, it's necessary both like strategically, as we've been talking about, right? That united front to have the power to not just defend, but to push for the vision that we have. It's also really important for just individual and kind of collective emotional, mental, psychic health, right? So being in the streets at the Women's March, for instance, being surrounded by, in Oakland, over 80,000 other people who are standing up to what is coming at us does a whole lot for the soul, right? It, it doesn't necessarily make the fear kind of go away. Sometimes that's part of what motivates us, but being able to show up for each other and facing the things that are coming after us and pushing for the things that we want and need for our communities with each other is, is the only way that we're going to overcome that. And I'd like to add that organization is the key. Organization decides everything. And with that, we have the truth on our side. We have justice on our side. And when we come together, like the chant goes, the people united will never be defeated. So that's what we have to do. Get organized. We have to do everything that we know we're capable of doing. And we are going to overcome. And over can we will. Once again, a big thanks to our guests, Rhonda and Vanessa. Let's pause for a music break. And when we return, my co-host, Dennis Demenes, will share some thoughts on our current situation. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the honey drippers in the house tonight. And they just got back from Washington, D.C., I think they got something they want to say.
Welcome back to Full Circle here in 94.1 KPFA. We were listening to the Honey Drippers interpreting the song Impeach the President, written in 1973. We want to let you know this show is produced, hosted, and engineered by apprentices from the KPFA Apprenticeship Program. And due to the amount of last-minute calls last week inquiring about the program, we have decided to extend the deadline to apply. So if someone you know are interested in being on the air or at the controls here, you can download an application at kpfaapprentice.org. So tonight, as we hear voices of resistance from around the Bay Area, we want to take some time to share our thoughts with you. My co-host, Dennis, has been thinking about what's happening over these past couple of weeks. There was no surprise that when President Trump got into office that he would make waves. Using executive orders, it looks like we have another fight on our hand with the DAPL, the Dakota Access Pipeline, which will transport 570,000 barrels per day. And the Keystone XL, which begins in Alberta, Canada, and extends south 1,179 miles to Steel City, Nebraska. And all this coming on the heels of a 52,000-gallon oil spill on native lands in Saskatchewan, Canada, on Friday, January 20th, 2017. That was according to the Newsbeat Social, an alternative news source that's reported to the provincial government in Saskatchewan. Trump has also signed executive orders to restrict immigration into this country. One bill is said to prohibit refugees from resettling in the United States, and another said to stop visas from being issued from anyone traveling from seven Muslim-majority countries. And interesting enough, according to the conservative-leaning think tank, Cato Institute, of the 3 million refugees admitted from 1975 to the end of 2015, how many Americans have been killed by these refugees? Well, I'll tell you, it's none. Also, according to the same institute, the chance of an American being killed by foreign-born terrorists one in 3.6 million per year. And specifically by refugee, that statistics jump to one in 3.6 billion with a B. And noticeably missing from the list is countries where Trump appears to have business interests. Furthermore, while Trump wants to build the wall, there is still no mention of the people in Flint still in their water crisis. Jobs are great. However, let's start off with the necessities, like water. But we have no fear, because together, the ants will defeat the elephant. You got that right, Dennis. Well, one of the things that Trump has done in his first few days was to issue an executive order to travel ban against citizens of majority countries, majority Muslim countries. This caused panic around the world and affected at least 90,000 refugees, dual passport holders, 
and even U- United States permanent residents. Then he fired the acting attorney general when she refused to defend the ban. In response to this executive order, thousands of people flooded airports around the country in protest, including here at San Francisco International. Up-and-coming apprentice Catherine Petru was there and brought us this these voices of resistance. <laughs> Angela Omulepu, and I'm here because I want to voice my resistance to the fascist policies of Donald Trump. He does not represent me or my interests or the people of this nation. I am a child of immigrants. My parents are from Africa and Panama, and I believe strongly that this is a time for people to rise up and heal the wounds that have been perpetuated for our history and to pave a new pathway, pave a new pathway to a future that is fair and equitable for all people. Thank you. I'm Nima. I am protesting the new executive order that Donald Trump signed in yesterday because it's just pure wrong. This cannot happen in America. We will not allow it to happen. Do you live here in America? Yes. Are you an immigrant? No, I was born here and I uh, grew up in Iran, which where my most of my families are from. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm here to for solidarity with all these people. I'm here today because Donald Trump has given an executive order that is offensive, that is unconstitutional, that attacks a religion, that attacks people. It reduces people to the status of non-human. You can't ban people. People are humans. And I'm here because I know immigrants, because I'm a Muslim, and it affects my entire community when, when this sort of thing happens. Laura? Well, I'm here with my family specifically because I want my kids, even if they're too young, to understand what we're protesting exactly. I want them to see what democracy looks like and that to understand that they have the privilege of living in a country where it is, at least right now, still legal to attend a political protest and take part in a protest against something that we feel is unjust. I'm also here because I think the ban on Muslims entering the country or citizens from the seven countries that have been banned is completely unjustified. How old are you? I'm 11. How old are you? I am 9 years old. What are you doing here today? We're here to take a relative to New Zealand, but we saw what was going on and we wanted to help out and protest. Yeah, what is going on here? Mr. Trump, he's doing the bad thing. What's the bad thing? He's trying to stop the immigrants from coming. I don't want that because I have relatives who are also immigrants and I to be around the world. Do you want to say anything else? Yes. Yes. Go back home, Mr. Trippy. That was great. Go back home, Mr. Trumpy. Yes, very, very <laughs> insightful child. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA. 
Tonight we have been listening to thoughts and feelings from folks around the Bay Area reacting to the seemingly racist and fascist policies being enacted by the new president. Those were voices recorded by apprentice Catherine Petru from San Francisco International Airport last week. And in just a moment, we will be joined by our special guest for this evening. This evening. Irma from Gabriela USA will, but while we get her into the studio here, we want to share a poem from the Women's March in Oakland. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Irma from Gabriela USA. Today we are in mourning. Flags fly at half-mast in the marrow of our chests, straighted by the storm of realization that our motherland will be forever altered. Her breathing labored, now on life support, she falters. Tears rain down as roaring thunder in a blue wool coat cackles across the airwaves, speaking of carnage in a dystopian reality of darkness that has just become our own, demanding loyalty to a vision of a country we cannot abide, that pits one against another and threatens our right to breathe, protest, and assemble, and speak truth to a slew of lies. A pall of darkness is cast across the heartland as we say goodbye to a leader of high moral stature who nurtured our better natures and envisioned a world where everyone could thrive. Today we sit Shiva for our country, but tomorrow we will rise. Our beloved needs our will to live, our hearts to heal, and our feet to walk again. No matter the cost, we will not abandon her in her time of need, for she is the best in us all. Welcome back to Full Circle. If you're just tuning in to tonight's show, we're talking, taking a look at some of the events that have taken place since the inauguration of President Trump. We were just listening to a poem recorded in Oakland at the Women's March the day after the inauguration day. Well, to bring all this together, tonight we have in the studio with us Irma from Gabriela, USA. She is here to speak with us to speak to us about her organization, the impact of some of the new executive orders enacted by President Trump, and some organizational strategies used by Gabriella USA to organize, educate, and empower poor communities and communities of color. Good evening. Good evening, Sylvia. How are you? I'm great. I'm so thank, excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. Um, Irma, can you start by introducing yourself and the organization that you represent sure. for our audience? Um, so my name is Irma Shaf Bahar. I'm the current national chairperson of Gabriela USA. Uh, we are part of the National Democratic Movement of the Philippines. And Gabriela basically has um, about 20, um, over 200 organizations, institutions, desks, and programs all over the Philippines and also globally. Um, and basically waging a struggle for the liberation of Filipino people and all oppressed peoples. Thank you. And why Gabriela? Why the name Gabriela? Well, Gabriela is named after a revolutionary, um, first women-led um, revolutionary fighter, Gabriela Salong, who fought the Spaniards. And it actually has an, it's an acronym. So Gabriela stands for General Assembly Binding Women for Reform, Integrity, Equality, Leadership, and Action. Oh, very meaningful <laughs> acronym. Uh, she, brings, she brings it all together. Gabriella, USA. That's yes. wonderful. 
Okay, um, there is a lot of information that is coming through the Internet and social media. How is your organization dealing with some of the alternative information that is being passed around? You know, a lot of information, it's true, people get it through Facebook and through the Internet. And what we're trying to do very well is ensure that they are true information. Um, there's different rumors about different e executive orders that are going to come out. And so what we've done is we quickly get on the phone with our other Filipino organization and to really analyze the particular situation to ensure what type of action or what we need to do next. And so we, we first ensure that it's a, the correct information before for sharing it to the rest of the membership. And then, of course, check in with our Solidarity allies in terms of if they're hearing what we're hearing. Well, that's that's very important because um, just recently there was a boycott against, um, you know, people were encouraged to drop their, um, not the lift, but... Um, Uber. 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 The Uber. I'm sorry, I had the like Uber, a yeah. moment. <laughs> the Uber boycott. But then it... It was people find out the live is also has one of the biggest shareholders. It's in one of Trump's advisory right, right. committees. So you know sometimes we get information and we're so eager to act, and sometimes we have to kind of find out a little bit more information before we go out and really take a stand. Right. Yeah, there is a lot of misinformation out there, and you have to be really careful. Right. And Gabriella sounds very responsible. So, Irma, how is uh, Gabriela helping women, immigrants, LGBT, and communities of color organize and resist in these challenging times? You know, our main thing that we do in Gabriela, like all our different Filipino organizations, is to really educate, organize, and mobilize. And with that is giving them the education in terms of, for example, the political climate that um, is that we're in right now and really talking about the historical context and the root causes of specifically um, why this why this is happening. So, for example, with a lot of the executive orders, for example, with the travel ban, right? The travel ban with these particular countries isn't just coming because Trump wants to ban Muslims from coming here to America, but we really talk deeply, specifically about the history about militarization, right? So we know that specifically these particular countries that um, Trump has um, put in the travel ban are the very countries that the U.S. has been bombing, you know, and that has killed um, millions of civilians and continue to um, be the aggressors because of the resources. So with the education and with the action that we have in Gabriela, we ensure that our members have the tool to really talk about the particular moment and ensure that we are providing um, know your rights training or also connecting them to other resources to ensure that they are safe and capable to um, make decisions and also to keep themselves safe. People have to be really careful about knowing your rights because there was there was a lot of uh, rights that were um, actually uh, dismantled by the Patriot Act, and people forget about that. But you know, do not forget about the um, the Patriot Act. You forget about it to your peril. So just remember that. And. Um Irma, do you know of any actions, you know, that Gabriela is taking right now that is planning? Um, yeah, um, we are part of the One Billion Rising campaign. 
um, which is every February 14th. This is the fifth year. It's a global um, campaign that started um, five years ago to really challenge um, um, challenge people to really be in solidarity and fight against violence against women because it's one in three women and girls that will either be raped or abused. And so it basically is a campaign to really talk about violence against women and to really protest through dance and through action. And so we're doing a community cultural forum on February 14th um, with some of our solidarity allies and the title is Women um, Resisting Fascism. Um, it's also a buildup for um, March 8th, International Working Women's Day, which is a red letter day that we really celebrate and really talk about the International Working Women's Day and the resistance of women worldwide and the particular issues that women are facing. And the event on the 14th, can you give me a little bit more information if people can wants to join? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be at the Bayanihan Center in the Soma District. And so it's 1010 on Mission Street from 6 to 8 o'clock. So we'll have some special st special speakers. We're going to be doing um, a dance and then also some cultural performance as a symbolism of our resistance in this particular time against Trump and his fascist administration. Wow. Sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Irma, I, I was just going to ask you a little bit of, of the history of Gabriela. Uh, can you give me a little bit of the history and the struggles that you guys have led? I know that there have been some issues with some teachers that mm -hmm. were brought in here and mistreatment, abuses. Um, there's also issues that are going on about land uses, mm -hmm. usage in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So for the audience out there who is not familiar with Gabriela, uh, can you give us a little bit more information? And Yeah, so Gabriela Philippines was started in 1984. And here in um, the U.S., Gabriela USA started in 2009, but we've already had member organizations before then. So some of the campaigns that we have taken um, was the Filipino Traffic Teachers Campaign. So it was basically over 200 teachers that were trafficked illegally here by an illegal recruiter that were... Um, that we met in, in Washington, D.C. and different parts of the U.S. And so we were able to um, work with them um, with some legal support and educating them. And they ended up becoming Gabriella members. So they are um, now members of Gabriella, D.C. There's over 50 to 60 um, members there. Um, other issues we've taken up specifically anti-militarization um, campaigns. Um, specifically in the Philippines, there's still the visiting forces agreement and also um a couple years ago, Obama signed the Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement. So as we know that there is military um, bases, you know, over 900 military bases all over the world. And in the Philippines, it's very much um, present. And so um, we've been calling for U.S. troops out of the Philippines, um, specifically because when U.S. troops are around, there have been many cases of violence against women, of rape. Um, a couple of years ago, Jennifer Lalia, trans um, women, was also murdered by a marine and he was um, uh, he he was basically um, 
taken care for for from the U.S. and actually had special treatment, even if um, they knew that there was enough evidence that he was the murderer of her. And so the visiting forces agreement really um, protects, you know, the U.S. Marines. So it's very much um, for the interests of the um, the U.S. instead of the people of the Philippines. And what changes do you foresee with the new administration with Trump? Um, Is there going to be any changes in terms of the land usage in the Philippines or do you uh, foresee or that there's going to be more militarization and more uh, usage of you know, Filipino land? Yeah, you know, the Philippines is a semi-colonial, semi-feudal um, country. And so um, it's very much, you know, the three basic problems that we've we've. Um, seen it as in terms of what comes up is um, feudalism, um, imperialism, and bureaucrat capitalism. And so these three problems that have in the Philippines, really the the U.S. plays a very big role in that, you know, in terms of being um, the president, all, all of the presidents have been puppets of the Philippines. And so what's really challenging is that We have Trump here who basically is very anti-immigrant. Um, there was, you know, supposedly another executive um, order talking about him deporting 300,000 undocumented Filipinos, you know, and um, the president of the Philippines has said that he won't lift the finger to let them back in. And so it's very difficult when you're working with two um, men in power who are not very much um, pro-people. Yeah, and you know it's it's good to know about what's happening in the Philippines because it's the same thing that is happening. I'm originally from Puerto mm -hmm. Rico, and we have a, there was a lot of military bases in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. and it was not until this past administration that the case of Puerto Rico was acknowledged mm -hmm. that we are a colony, but the United States for many years have been colonizing other, economically colonizing a lot of other countries so um it's a little bit uh, i don't want to use this the word scary but it's something that we should keep in mind because he is against any anything that is not american mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he is even alienating some of his biggest ally like australia mm -hmm. so it's something that we have to be on the watch for Yeah, specifically with Trump, we can't talk just about the executive orders and what's happening here. Really, you know, we're we're getting ready for a big conference in Toronto, an anti-militarization conference. And if people are he seeing that Donald Trump is um, talking about defunding money for women's rights or for reproduct reproductive rights, um, women survivor, um, domestic violent violent survivors, specifically. Um, We have to really ask what is the money, what what is the United States spending their money on? And they're spending billions of dollars on there's wars of aggression, you know, stealing and taking resources and oil from all these different countries. Any last words? Um, you know, I, I was listening to the last um, show and really thinking about um, what the call is. And specifically, um, I think 
what we're really asking folks is to really, our call is rise, resist, and unite. And so we're really telling folks that now is the time to really organize our communities and to really resist this fascist, you know, administration and really to unite with other communities um, because our collective power is what's going to make a big difference in systematic change. Yeah, well, that's that's very um, powerful words because I was just listening to one of the people that I interview and they that was some of the things that they were recommending that people unite with other organizations and if they don't feel like there's any organization out there that um, express the, what they really want to say that to form their own organization. Mm -hmm. But the mo most important thing right now is to unite. Mm -hmm. In the past, we have seen uh, governors, presidents, that they try to divide people mm -hmm. by attacking one specific group. But now we have started an era in which everybody has been attacked. Mm -hmm. It's everybody's under fire. Mm -hmm. So this is what is bringing people together. Right. And this is a very important moment for big changes to take place mm -hmm. in this country because in the past it was just like we will change the president but it was like changing the wrapping of the candy mm -hmm. and the candy was still the same right so now is the time to make fundamental changes mm -hmm. um so um if people are interested in knowing more about gabriella usa how can i contact you Do you have a website? Or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Our website is um, GabriellaUSA.org. Um, um, you could find us also on Facebook. You could just search Gabriella USA. Um, and then you can sign up, email us, um, send us a Facebook message. Um, yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for sharing some of the information and the history of Gabriella. And hasta and la victoria siempre. You know, like, we'll continue struggling. And Thank you, you so know much. What? I, I, would, um, I would like to add on to that one more question. Who who exactly, is there any kind of um, uh, racial group that, since it is a, a Filipino-based uh, group, is everyone welcome? Yeah, everyone, is, there's always someone, um, there's always a role for someone in the movement. Um, we have other formations, not just Gabriela. We have Anakbayan, that's a youth organization, Migrante for Migrants. And we have a lot of different solidarity formations and solidarity um, organizations that we also work with. Mm, okay, that's wonderful. So if they can't, um, if Gabriela can help you, I'm pretty sure that they could find somewhere yes. for you to be. Yes. You know, <laughs> so... Get up, get out, and do something. Yes. So, what is that? That brings us to the end? Yes. All that right. brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thank you to the women, children, men, gay, straight, transgender, immigrants, young, old, white, brown, and black people who came out to resist the sexist, racist, classist, and xenophobic tendencies that are taking over our nation. Thank you to Vanessa from Causa Justa, uh, Rwanda from Black Women uh, Charity Organization, Irma from Gabriela USA for speaking with us. Don't forget, united we stand, divided we fall. Just a quick reminder that we have extended the application deadline. All of you who are last minute and didn't think you could make it, guess what? You still can. 
Download the application on our website, kpfaapprentice.org. Tune in next week to Full Circle at 7 p.m. here on KPFA. Also visit our website, kpfaapprentice.org. You can listen to our past shows, which are very interesting, by the way. You can see photos of all the people behind the scenes. Um, me, myself, Dennis the Menace Roos, Sylvia Torres. You can see Free Will and Franklin. You can see <laughs> everyone behind the scenes. And our guest. Don't forget our guest, Dennis. We can see our guest. The executive producer for Full Circle is Miss M. Our technical director is Free Will Willing Franklin Sterling. Joyce, Joyce. Joy Moore is our production consultant, and we've been your host. I'm Silvia Torres. And I'm Dennis the Menace Roos. Thank you for joining us tonight on Full Circle. And remember, if you're listening, you are the resistance. And please don't forget our brothers and sisters at, Sta at Standing Rock, North Dakota, who are subject to the repressive forces of the system. They need your support. Let's keep marching and let's keep voicing our boy opinion. This struggle is not over. It is just beginning. Stay tuned. La Onda Bajita is next.